0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special four-part series that I recorded last week in London with Jonathan Armstrong from Quarterly Compliance. This is the Live from London series. In this series, I take a look at how customers are now a compliance risk, or at least potentially one, the state of compliance in 2019, the Cognizant Technologies, FCPA declination, and how regime change may lead to corruption and bribery investigations. These podcasts are short, but it gives you a highlight and flavor of each one of these issues. On this fourth and final Live from London podcast, we take a look at regime change and how that may influence corruption and bribery investigations going forward and how the compliance practitioner needs to be aware of the situation.
1: This is Jonathan Armstrong from Caudry, the Specialist Compliance Lawyers. With me is Tom Fox, uh, the Compliance Evangelist. Tom, we've been talking about regime change and how that might or might not affect the compliance world.
0: Tell us more about that. So first of all, let's get some definitions on the table. We're not talking about invading Iraq to kill Saddam Hussein, regime change. We were, talk about, were talking about something that I think in the Western world we should celebrate, which is democratic elections. So we've had a series of countries that have had a regime change through democratic election, a democratic process. Brazil, Malaysia, Angola. In South Africa, we had a change in political party leadership at the African National Congress. Uh, President Zuma left. Uh, and... Uh, President Rapoposa, I believe, came in uh, to replace him. But these are all uh, democratically elected representatives in free democratic elections in democratic countries. And I think that's something to be celebrated. But for the compliance practitioner, it has become something that uh, you must watch very closely. Because in each of those countries, we are seeing very extraordinary, very intensive investigations of the prior regime for corruption. Uh, literally across the globe. And you can walk across those four countries, Brazil, South Africa, Angola, and Malaysia. And that means if you are doing business in a country where there is regime change in the offing or regime change has occurred, you need to scrub your operations as quickly as and as efficiently as you can to see if there are any potential problems. Are there any potential uh, suspicious payments? Is there anywhere that uh, a discount was given that appears extraordinarily large? Uh, Are uh, distributors uh, given discounts uh, outside the normal range for distributorships? Uh, In other countries, are agents uh, given commission rates that are higher than other commission rates in other countries? Uh, In each one of those countries, there are very significant uh, investigations going And I think that's really a new factor that compliance officers need to be aware of, whether it's going down the hall to talk to your chief risk officer, your political officer, or whatever consultant you may have with your company that can help you identify areas and perhaps even get out ahead of it to see if there are any problems from the anti-corruption compliance perspective.
1: And so from an English point of view, the concept, I guess, isn't new. We had through the Wars of the Roses, just as the Lancastrians came in, they'd uh, prosecute. I guess it was a that's a, a euphemism in those days. The, um, the Yorkists and vice versa. When Mary Tudor came in, she, um, you know, tortured, tormented, whatever her father's uh, advisers, just as Elizabeth did to Mary's when. She came in, so this sort of um, wholesale uh, regime change of weakening your opponents when the new guys come in perhaps isn 't new but the the new bit is the fact that the that modern corporations are exposed to so many different jurisdictions, and if you 're doing business in one hundred and twenty countries it 's hard to monitor that political situation in each of them, is the answer that we look more closely at politically exposed persons, that we look at our pep registers, that we make sure that they're up to date and we pull them as soon as the government changes in any country? Is that part of the answer?
0: Well, I suppose my first observation is I hope we've moved to a more civilized process uh, than the Yorkists and the Roses. Uh, and the Lancastrians did in the Wars of the Roses, and it's not the ultimate sanction for regime change. But what we have seen is governments come in on a popular wave of anti-corruption, certainly in Malaysia, certainly in South Africa, I would say Angola, uh, perhaps Brazil if you want to use that example, and that the population really has demanded change. They have demanded something different, and that something different is— Uh, This is not the who, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. This is, uh, we want something different and we want the prior politicians who engaged in bribery and corruption uh, to pay for those uh, actions. But
1: often there's this lack of clarity, isn't there? If we look at, I'm no expert in Nigerian politics, but from what I understand, an administration came in uh, to clean up and that administration is itself now accused of having had its hands in the till throughout the whole of the cleanup campaign. In some countries, perhaps corruption is endemic, and just the change of government doesn't get rid of that, does it?
0: And uh, the answer there is, certainly from the United States perspective, is that bribery and corruption is the responsibility of the company. The FCPA, for instance, is a supply-side law. It's not a demand-side. So the focus for the law and for U.S. corporations is on the compliance program that they have. And to look at their compliance program and to make sure that there's no location or no uh, place that money could bleed out to pay a bribe for corruption. And that's what I would counsel a company to focus on is, where in our operation could we be at risk? It's not simply uh, a Nigeria situation. Uh, it is a situation where there's active prosecutions going forward in the four countries I named, uh, and they are looking at a wide variety of players from Malaysia to, uh, in Goldman Sachs uh, all the way to Brazil with oil companies in business with Pedavesa and everyone in between. So that uh, I really advocate companies look at their side of the fence because that's what you can investigate, that's what you can control.
1: Fascinating stuff. So the call really is to acquire more intelligence, log those people that you're dealing with, and monitor the situation in every country where you have operations.
0: And then if you do face or think you're going to face a regime change where a critical element in the democratic process has been the corruption of the old regime, uh, take the next step to actually uh, internally investigate your own operations.
1: Good advice. Well, all that remains, Tom, is to uh, thank you for coming over and sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you all for watching. This is Jonathan Armstrong, and thank you. Thank you.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you enjoyed this short podcast on the increasing risk of customers around bribery and corruption, and I hope you'll join us again for another episode of this special bonus presentation of the FCPA Compliance Report live from London.